Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What's up? This is DBE, and I'm your host, Stevie G. Today's episode is a good one, but before we dive in, I've got a few quick things to mention. A quick reminder to hit that subscribe or follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you are listening. You can visit dbetravel.com to check the entire episode library, read some insightful travel blogs, and support the show on Patreon. And don't forget that Destinations Beyond Expectations is on groupexperience.com as well, so you can listen to the show there too. Be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and if you like the show, spread the word. Okay, my guest today is Lily from the Office to Outdoors blog. Like so many Americans, Lily spends much of her week in her home office working, but when it's the weekend or she has a vacation day, chances are she's turning it into an adventure. I read one of Lily's blogs about an adventure she had in Jekyll Island, which is part of Georgia's Golden Isles, and that's what we'll be covering today. Be sure to scroll down to the show notes and find Lily's top six best things to do in Jekyll Island blog, where she writes about beautiful beaches, sea turtles, and more. I think you'll enjoy today's conversation, so let's meet Lily and learn more about Jekyll Island. Lily, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Uh, thanks for stopping by. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, today we are covering uh, a unique destination, Jekyll Island. Let's start here. Where is Jekyll Island? And can you give just a general overview of the area? So Jekyll Island is on the coast of Georgia. It's part of the Georgia Golden Isles. And it is midway between Jacksonville, Florida and Savannah, Georgia. So it's about an hour between the two cities. And it is not a true island. So you can drive on it. I know some people wonder. So it is completely drivable. There's a bridge, take your car with you. It is fun. The island itself has a rather unique history. In the late 1800s, it was actually just for the wealthiest people, um, as it was an exclusive hunting club. You might recognize some famous names like uh, Vanderbilt or Rockefeller. They actually built cottages on Jekyll Island and went there as a vacation for their families. But eventually, uh, Georgia took the land back and made it into a state park. And now most of Jekyll Island is protected land, making it a very beautiful place to vacation. I love it for the giant oaks with the hanging Spanish moss. That's probably my favorite part of the island. But of course, it is along the ocean. So there are miles of coast and beautiful beaches and just about everything you could imagine for a perfect little vacation destination. Yeah, absolutely. And love the history lesson there that you kind of shared with us. And based off all the pictures that I've seen of Jekyll Island, it's very, very beautiful. Um, Your top six best things to do in Jekyll Island blog does a great job of highlighting some of the must-sees. So let's talk through it. The first item you mention in your blog is exploring the historic landmark district. What are the historic landmarks in this area like? So as I mentioned, a lot of them are the cottages and the buildings that were once there for the hunting club and the elite members of Jekyll Island Club. So 
the um, historic landmark district now is actually um, one of the largest preservation projects in the southeast. So it is incredibly well kept and gorgeous. Um, the way it's set up is the Jekyll Island Club, which you can stay in. It's a clubhouse resort, and then there's also um, cottages around. That's kind of the center of the historic district. And then around are all the additional cottages. Um, most are closed to the public now, except for the occasional tour. But they do have beautiful walking trails all around, so you can go and visit and see what they looked like. And then there's informational plaques all around to kind of get a history of who lived there, who built it, what its purpose was. And it's just really cool to, to kind of see and give a self tour. You can walk it, bike it, however you want to want to get around. It's not a huge area, so it's very easy to see all of it. I'm glad they have those informational plaques to kind of share the history. Um, did you find that those plaques were very informative did you learn a lot after kind of reading everything and going through it yeah it was really cool to see how you know for a family of four one of these cottages would have 12 bedrooms or five bathrooms so it was really fun to see kind of what it was like in the late 1800s when they're building these massive cottages and how that's changed or stayed similar today when people want to build their giant homes very neat. Uh, the next thing you mentioned on your blog is something I definitely want to include on my trip to Jekyll Island. It's a visit to the Georgia Sea Turtle Center. Talk about the work that the Georgia Sea Turtle Center does and describe what a visit there is like. Yeah, so the uh, Georgia Sea Turtle Center is actually how I found out about Jekyll Island. I am obsessed with sea turtles and will travel lots of miles to um, visit sea turtle centers and conservation areas and aquariums. So on a Google search looking for sea turtle centers, I happened upon Jekyll Island and the rest is kind of history there. But um, the Georgia Sea Turtle Center focuses on um, education and rehabilitation of sea turtles. Um, Being along the coast, they do get their fair share of injured and cold stunned sea turtles throughout the year. So the Sea Turtle Center itself is kind of broken into two parts. The first part is a learning and education center, which is um, great for both adults and kids. It's very interactive. They have um, a window where you can watch vets and volunteers care for animals that have been brought into the Turtle Center. There's also an activity where you can kind of go through the life cycle of a turtle and learn what you know, factors contribute to whether or not they make it into adulthood. So that's kind of fun. And then, of course, there's games for kids to play and things like that. So it's really it really is educational, but also fun. And then, of course, what a lot of people go to the Sea Turtle Center for is to actually see some sea turtles. So they have another building that is full of the current patients of the Sea Turtle Hospital. And you can go around and they have the names that they've given their patients and information on what they're in for and how they're being treated. And then there's usually a vet or volunteer in the in the building to ask questions and to learn more about the current sea turtle patients. One of my favorite, favorite things to do there, tickets, or you do have to um, purchase tickets, but it's not very expensive. And it's a great way to support support the sea turtles. 
Yeah, it sounds like an amazing stop. If you're going to be in Jekyll Island, it's definitely worth stopping by the the Sea Turtle Center. How many, I guess, how much time would you recommend uh, someone kind of set aside to, to visit the Georgia Sea Turtle Center? It really depends on how much time you want to spend in the learning center and the education portion. You could honestly probably spend an hour or two just going through all the information they have and the activities they have to learn about sea turtles. But if you're going with young kids and they're, you know, not going to have the patience to look around, you can easily just kind of do that in a few minutes and then go see the sea turtles. So I would say anywhere from, you know, 45 minutes to a couple hours would be a good time frame. Awesome. So switching gears a little bit here, Horton Pond is a place that you call one of Jekyll Island's hidden treasures. What makes it a hidden treasure and what kind of wildlife might you see around Horton Pond? Yeah, so when you go to Jekyll Island, there is, I mean, it's not huge. So you can kind of drive around the island in a loop and you kind of hit all the the main spots. You get all the cool beaches, some restaurants, all the hotels kind of follow that loop. So we were driving the loop on one of our visits and I happened to see on Google Maps this pond pop up as um, one of those photo opportunities on the on the app. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let's check it out. So we did. And it was, there were not very many people there, maybe two or three other people. And it was such a cool area. They have a, a boardwalk and a viewing area. And it's a smaller pond, but then they have about a three-quarter mile trail around, not around the pond, but in that area. That's really cool. And it's just really relaxing and peaceful. Whereas, you know, some of the other parts of the island might be a little busier or a little more um, entertainment going on. This was just a really pleasant, peaceful surprise. And since it is kind of more secluded and not as busy, you're going to probably end up seeing a lot more birds and then probably the occasional turtle hanging out on a rock. I have heard that they do have alligators and that would be a place you'd see an alligator because it's quiet and sunny. I've never seen an alligator when I've gone to Jekyll, but if you go, keep it on, keep an eye out for them. (laughs) I love it. And I love those kind of hidden gems um, in different destinations. They a visit there can really, you know, be a special part of your trip. Um, moving on to item number four on your list, you talk about how biking is one of the best ways to experience Jekyll Island. What are some of the places in Jekyll Island that you can rent bikes and what's it like cycling around the island? So biking around Jekyll is by far my favorite way to see the island. Highly recommend it if you like to bike or if you're thinking about it very flat terrain so it's not challenging so you don't have to worry about giant hills or you know being too out of shape you can go at a very leisurely pace highly recommend it but as far as renting bikes that is also very easy most of the hotels offer bike rentals so first i would check with your hotel to see if if they offer rental or if it's even included in your stay um if you're camping or if your hotel is out Um, There's little setups around the island that will provide bike rentals. Um, The Jekyll Island Bike Barn is one of those places. And then there's a couple places. Jekyll Island Club Resort will also provide bikes. And if they have enough, they will allow people outside of the resort to rent them as well. 
As far as biking on the island, Jekyll has more than 20 miles of bike trails. You can go along the water. You can go through the historic district. There's a small neighborhood on Jekyll Island. Some people do live there year round. So you can go through the neighborhoods. You can really go anywhere. And as I mentioned, it's not a huge island. So it's pretty easy to get from one side to the other, get to a couple different beaches on your bike. It's really cool. Now you just brought up the beaches and that leads me to my next question. Jekyll Island boasts over 10 miles of beautiful beaches, but I think one of your favorites would be Driftwood Beach. Um, It looks like such a unique place for like a photo shoot or to relax. Just can you tell me more about Driftwood Beach? Yes. One of the coolest beaches ever, if not the coolest beach ever. I just got married this past September and we took photos on Driftwood Beach because it is the perfect spot for photos for a wedding. Um, If you're into photography, this is your spot. So it is just like any other beach, except that it has a couple miles full of old weathered trees lined up on the beach and they're just there all the time. It is so cool. It's like, I don't even know, like something you'd see on another planet. It's so cool, but you can, I mean, they're very sturdy though. You can sit on these trees, you can, kids climb on them and you know, the tide will come up each day, cover them, go back down. The trees are still there. It's so cool. It's beautiful. It's, it's such a unique place. Very cool. Uh, the final thing you talk about in your top six best things to do in Jekyll Island blog is enjoying the day at Great Dunes Beach Park. What makes Great Dunes Beach Park a great stop for anyone visiting Jekyll Island? So Great Dunes is on the, on the main beach area. It's by all the beachfront resorts. And it is overall just a very accessible beach number one they have a huge parking lot so if you're going with family or you're taking a picnic or you just don't want to walk a lot you're right at the beach you can park and go huge huge benefit for most people um aside from that there's bathrooms there there's picnic tables it is a public beach so there's no fee to use it and it's on on the water so you can spend all day there take a picnic take dinner even. And aside from that, there are the hotels near it. There's also a market. So if you do want to stop for a snack or pick up lunch, you're not too far away from anything. Uh, So Lily, I love your blog, Office to Outdoors. Tell the listeners more about your website and what kind of topics you write about. Yeah, so I started my blog about a year ago um, because I was traveling a lot and People often ask how I travel when I'm working full time. And so I just wanted to start it as a way to show that you can work and work a lot and still still travel to your heart's desire. I focus my blog primarily on travel and you know travel itineraries and tips and stories, but I do also share in there um, my career objectives and goals and tips things about my home office, things like that. So it's, it's a good little mix of work life and travel, but primarily travel. 
And in addition to your blog, are you on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? Um, tell us where people can go to follow you and your blog on social media. Yeah, so primarily I'm on Instagram um, with the handle Office to Outdoors blog. I focus on Instagram primarily on my outdoor outdoor adventures and what I'm up to each week. I love to engage with followers and like to ask questions and love to connect with you through DMs. And then I'm also on Pinterest and can be found under Office to Outdoors. Awesome. So Lily, I have one more question uh, before we kind of wrap up the interview here. Uh, It's a question I actually ask all my guests at the very end of the interview. So Destinations Beyond Expectations, we call it the podcast designed for students of travel. So I want to ask you, are you somebody who considers yourself to be a student of travel? Um, Have you learned a lot about traveling and do you learn while traveling? And if so, can you maybe share a lesson or two that you've learned through your travel experiences? So to answer your question, yes, I would consider myself a student of travel. I am constantly learning and travel, I think, as a whole can teach you so much about yourself and about the world around you and your environment. One thing personally that travel has taught me, coming from a huge planner and who likes to try to control things, is that while having a general outline can be good. Sometimes it's best to just go with the flow when traveling and you never know what you might happen upon. Um, Trying to over plan can sometimes just lead to stress and not as much fun. And when you just go with the flow, you can really surprise yourself and really enjoy the experience that much more. I love that. Having like structure, but also being open to the possibilities that lie ahead. Yes. Yes. Have a little bit of planning, but be open to change and interpretation along the way. Very, very awesome. Well, Lily, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about Jekyll Island. It seems like a a really great destination. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that about does it for this week. A huge DBE thank you to Lily from the Office to Outdoors blog. Please be sure to visit her website, officetoutdoors.com and follow Lily at Office to Outdoors blog on Instagram. DBE is also on Instagram. You can follow the show at Destinations Beyond Expectations. And don't forget to give five stars and a review to Destinations Beyond Expectations on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use to listen to the show. In addition to the DBE podcast, you can watch me every Thursday on the Destination Dispatch live stream show, which broadcasts on Group Travel Odyssey's Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn pages. So stay connected to Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Well, that's about all I've got this week. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.